to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Hello and welcome. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a moment and share my gratitude to all of you. This podcast was created to highlight and amplify the voices of our female school leaders all across the country. But not only are you tuning in every week, you are also sharing the episodes with colleagues in social media leaving amazing reviews on your podcast players, and giving financial support on the website. You have shown the power of coming together to support female leadership, and I thank you so much. It means the world to me. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Dr. Maureen Boland. She's an elementary principal in Fairfax Public Schools, and along with chatting about her love for the principalship, She talks about the power of encouraging her staff to take risks in their work. Let's get started. Principal Maureen Boland, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited. It took us a a little bit to get to this point today, but we are here. Good. Yes, we're here and ready. We are here and ready. So before we dive too far into things, let's have our listeners know more about you. What can you share with us? Oh, goodness. So I'm starting my 30th year in education. Um, have spent my entire career in the same district, uh, a very large suburban district outside of Washington, D.C. I am uh, in my 20th year of being an administrator. I was a teacher for nine years. I was an instructional coach um, for one year and then an assistant principal. And then I've been a principal at two different schools in our district. I have three daughters, uh, two are in college. One is graduated. Uh, I have a dog. And uh, I have an undergrad. Well, I didn't want to be a, a teacher. So I have an undergrad in psychology, a minor in Spanish. And then I went back to school, got my master's in curriculum and instruction. And then a personal goal I had was to get my doctorate in leadership. And so I kind of waited until my kids were a little bit older. And in 2017, I got my doctorate from University of Virginia. So I don't know. I, I love my job. I, I love my school. I love being an educator uh, for fun. I do social media. I watch trash TV. I read. You, you know, sound, you sound like my kind of girl right there. <laughs> I love to travel. You know, we're we're my husband and I are empty nesters for the first mm. time. Uh, we have a daughter at Pitt and a daughter at Ohio State. And uh, so we're kind of finding our new groove, you know, wow. as as not having weekends of like soccer games. So 
it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm always so fascinated with leaders who kind of went through the whole system, teacher, vice principal, principal, and still in the same system. I mean, I, I think it speaks so much to the core values of the, the district you serve. Yeah. I really, I mean, I love it. I, you know, I, I think it, it's been my whole career. So yeah. I, I have a commitment and a devotion um, mm. to our district. And I really have a passion. I think we may talk about this later. I, I have a passion for adult learning in addition mm. to kid learning. But I really, I love building capacity in others and, and working through that. I teach uh, grad classes for University of Virginia in administrative leadership in the master's level. And I just love seeing people getting excited about how to help students learn. Yeah. So I'm curious, you've been a principal for a long time. And I would say we just came out of a time when it was probably significantly challenging for leaders. What kept you motivated in these last couple years? Wow. Um, I think it was my desire to help teachers, families, and students stay as grounded as we could in kind of the day-to-day learning that we had to do in spite. So I I guess I would say I was trying to filter the noise Mm. that was happening, really provide that support. I mean, we had my community is kind of a mix. So I I would say in general, we're a middle-class community, but we had a fair number of families that the moment the world shut down, like they lost income. So it was really taking care of them. I am a firm believer in the school is a piece of the community. And part of school is we help all, you know, it's not only the kids, it's the parents, it's the staff that come every day. So we kind of, I kind of went from being the principal to almost being like, a social worker, you know, what do you guys need? Um, My PTA at that point was amazing and just started asking for donations and gift cards. And I was literally driving around our community, just handing them out, Mm. um, you know, and then just filtering the noise of like all the changes that were happening in the district and, you know, just trying to be a really great communicator trying to stay calm. I would say that's a strength of mine, like not a lot rattles me. So really like trying to keep that calm and and just helping staff know like, we're going to do the best we can. We're going to keep going forward. We're going to be here for our kids. We're going to be here for each other. We're going to be here for the community, you know, and And a lot of my, I would say, leadership 101 skills kind of came in during that time, you know, over communicate, figure out how you're going to communicate, use social media. I was like, I made more videos during that time, like just put out videos of what was happening. So I really wouldn't want to go back to that time, but I, I did learn a lot. I did learn a lot, you know, and I, and just navigating through. Yeah. 
My goodness. Okay. I feel like we could just stop the recording right there. That was incredible. I'm really marinating on filter the noise. Yeah. I think that is so important. And especially for our newbie administrators who started during COVID, there are so many of them. And I feel like if you take anything away from all that you just amazingly said is filter the noise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's challenging when you're a new principal to know what noise you can filter and what noise you can't filter. Yes. And so what I would tell everybody is find your network. You know, I always say like, find your iron, find your iron, find those people that, that will support you. It was funny. And I keep thinking I need to like write a white paper on this. So during COVID, we have a huge district, five regions. And in each region, we probably have, you know, 30 elementary schools. I'm an elementary principal, but we immediately ended up with this network across the district of nine female principals who we still rely on each other. Mm -hmm. And it was from all different regions, all different ages, all different backgrounds, all different schools. And we gave each other a little name, little cute name. We now have bracelets, but it was a network. So what I tell new principles is find your network. You need your network of new principles because those are the people that you're going to cry to, you're going to figure out, you're going to complain, you know, but then you need to find your iron. Who are those mentors? Who are those people that can help you filter that noise? You know, who are they in your district and latch on to them, you know, and I mean, I learn as much from new principals as I do from principals who have done 20 years like I have, but find those people. I would not have been able to survive COVID without my people because they helped me. They helped me navigate things that were happening, but they also like helped my heart, you know, when, when things got really hard, they were there to say, Hey, like, you know, we can do this. We got this. Right. So I love that. And it sounds like the spirit you have in collaboration for yourself, you bring into the the spirit of your school with the yeah. concept of working together, but also risk-taking. Yeah. So I, let's so talk I'm, a little bit about yeah, that. I am a firm believer in we learn and kids learn by taking risks and making mistakes and reflection. And I don't know, I think like principal prep programs talk a lot now about reflection, but I I think it makes or breaks you. If you do not have really strong reflective practices, then I don't think you grow in the, the craft of being a leader. So what do I mean by risk-taking? I mean try new things out. We're in this crazy profession where, you know, things are constantly changing. We have outside pressures, you know, we have school board pressures, we have parent pressures, but we never know like what's going to work if we don't try. And I tell my teachers all the time, you know, try it out. They learn they learn very quickly that I do not feel like I have answers. 
I mean, I do have some answers, but <laughs> I want them to figure it out. Yeah. And, it, and it took a while. I've been at my current school for 13 years. And when I came there, it, the culture, it took a while to really embed this culture of inquiry, I would say, you know, trying new things and, and taking data and seeing if they work. And, and they would come to me and say, you know, well, what do you want me to do? What, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, is it, this is not about me. The school is really not even about me. You know, I'm merely there to kind of help people with their own thinking get better. I help teachers with their own thinking get better. And through that, I help students get better. Um, and sometimes there are more challenging things we're trying to work through and we rely on, you know, best practices and the research out there, you know, but sometimes we just have to try something and then see if it works. You know, that that is what I espouse to anybody mm. new to my school. The people that have been there for a while, and I tend not to have a lot of turnover, they know like, oh, if you go to Maureen, she's going to make you think of the answer yourself. You know, she's going to help you, but, you know, she's going to come up with uh, some guiding questions to help you figure out what to do. And then I hope that translates to what we want kids to do. You know, we want kids to engage in their own inquiry, to dialogue with each other, to work through problems that don't have apparent answers. You know, that's what we're doing as adults. And I think the more we do that as adults, the better we model that for students. Mm -hmm. So as you're talking, I'm thinking we have a lot of leaders listening to this right now, and maybe they're not so good at questioning or helping yeah. people get to that point. Yeah. How, what suggestions would you give to someone who says, I want to work on my, my inquiry skills and yeah. coaching skills? Where did you develop that? Oh, gosh. Um, so we're going to delve into my passion. So I have an, a passion for instructional coaching. Uh, I was one of the first instructional coaches in our district. Now we have a network of them. I did my dissertation on how principals really situate a coaching model in their school mm. and and kind of how they translate a district coaching model into something that works for their schools. So I'm I highly believe that job embedded professional learning works best with a network of school coaches. Now, that being said, you know, how do you get that coaching as a leader? What do you look for? If there's someone in your district that is kind of tied into coaching, I highly recommend that you have weekly conversations with them, or at least monthly. There are also, I know, uh, NAESP, the National Elementary School Principals, they have a coaching program that you can look into to get a mentor coach. People that I love in the coaching field are... Uh, I love Jim Knight. He's kind of the guru of coaching, instructional coaching. You can read a lot about that. Elena Aguilar has some really great stuff out about coaching, great uh, website about coaching. So I kind of tap a lot into the research. You know, funds, funds are 
not readily available personally and in districts, but if you could go to any learning forward conferences, you know, they tend to have something about coaching. And really, you could just read an article about some guiding questions. Uh, You know, I like to a lot of times talk to people about like the existing state and the desired state, especially when I'm leading or helping team collaborative grade level teams kind of move forward. You know, where are we? What is your existing state as a team, either in their own learning or student learning? Okay, where do we want to get? You know, what does our end game look like? All right, now what's in the middle? What steps do we have to take? You know, those answers don't come from me. They come from the team working together and looking at the resources of the district and moving forward. And I also think, too, going back to you saying that that network of fellow principals, you can practice your inquiry skills with them, too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. All the time. What do you think risk-taking looks like in, in leadership or as a leader? Oh, that's good thinking. What does it look like? Um, So some of it is in terms of, I, I like to think in terms of like adopting new things. I tend to be an early adopter unless it's like, I know it's trash and I'd rather have people work it out, you know? Um, So my teachers will sometimes say like, oh God, here we go again. She's going to early adopt this initiative. But I, I tend to, because I like to work as a staff, Mm -hmm. kind of figuring things out before the district sort of tells us what we have to do. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I like doing that. I like being on the end of our school is going to early adopt this grading policy, this learning management system. Like we're going to go all in. And then we are going to be the ones that are the voice of how it gets rolled out. And so I would say, you know, and I and I think saying that you have to be careful, like you're not going to be risk taking all the time because your teachers are going to feel like never on firm foundation. Right. So you have to make sure that when you are taking risks, that the people in the building that are going along the journey with you feel supported either with resources or dialogue or, you know, trust, rapport, all of those things that allow you to launch into something new. And I would say, you know, a lot of that is culture. You have to build a culture where people feel like they're connected and they belong, the adults and the kids. Our yeah. um, our theme this year for our school was we're all in this together because coming off of COVID, when we were all like in little Zoom squares, we really weren't all in this together. You know, like people were at home in their houses and their class was their the little Zoom squares. But now we're back in the building. So now there's a collective responsibility um, for all our students. And so that's where we came up with the, my AP and I came up with this theme of, you know, we're all in this together now. We're back together. We're a year post 
you know, kind of crazy COVID. And now we're back together. And isn't that an amazing thing that we have each other to try new things, to work together? Because we didn't have that. For an entire 10 months, we were virtual. So last year, our theme was um, choose happiness because we had complained for, you know, and, and sad things had happened. And, yeah. you know, so last year was choose happiness. And this year we're all in this together and we're, we're trying to get back to a little more normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, as you've been talking, a, a saying keeps popping in my head, the greater the risk, the greater the reward. Yeah. What's your response to that? Well, yeah. And what's the ultimate reward? The, the ultimate reward is that our, all our students are achieving at high levels. Yeah. They feel a connection to the school. You know, we have equitable practices. We have a culture of collaboration. Parents feel supported and partnered, you know. So, I mean, you don't want to be taking risks that are going to goof everything up. So, I mean, I think you have to be calculated in your mm-hmm. risk taking and know that the end reward, you should have a hunch that it's going to be good and valuable for your stakeholders. Yeah. You know, and and so I think, I think as educators, we have like good gut feelings about things. Um, Mm -hmm. And so as you launch into something, you kind of have an idea of, of where it's going to lead. Now I'm trying to think like, did I ever take a risk and it just fell flat? No, but I would say like, I've done things that have taken a little, like a little more nuance (laughs) to get where we wanted to go. So, you know, nothing is perfect, but I do think it's that, it's that culture of adult learning and that, that urgency that we need to be doing the best for kids every single day. And how do we keep moving forward with that goal in mind. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like you've given permission. It is safe to take a risk yeah. in our profession. It um, isn't always feeling that way. And I feel like you've given that door to be open for your staff. And I think that's incredible. Yeah. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> All right, Maureen, we are going to close out with our rapid okay. fire questions. Okay. And Ready. These, you're new to these. You have not seen them. You've not mm-hmm. heard them. So this is really going to be fresh. All right. Okay. Favorite leadership book. Oh, Dennis Sparks leading for it's either leading for results or leading with results. He also has a book where um, there's a meditation every day as a leader that you can have. Um, I've given that to my AP before. So you kind of it's 180 days of meditation. Dennis Mm. Sparks. Okay. Favorite app. Favorite app. Twitter. I have to say Twitter because Twitter allows me, Twitter and Facebook, they allow me to communicate with my families, Mm. teachers, students, and share the good news because- Always share the good news. Share the good news because a lot of times in education, no one's sharing the good news. Mm -hmm. So it's up to us, share good news every single day um, as, as leaders. Best Amazon find for work. 
Oh, it has to be be tied between Mr. Sketch, Smelly Markers, cannot go wrong. I've given them as teacher appreciation gifts. They even have holiday um, smells like no kidding. bread, peppermint. Yeah. Um, and uh, I really do love flare pens, too. <laughs> and I know that's kind of a Jerry Brooks thing. He's always talking about the flare pens. But I've also given flare. If you want your teachers to be happy, just give them Mr. Sketch markers and flare pens. I'm really. putting it on my to-do list. You know? Yeah. And a donut and donuts and bagels on Friday. That's about it. Yeah. They'll be happy. I will say, um, try out the ink joy pens because they are pretty darn incredible. Okay. Um, favorite song to put you in a good mood. Oh gosh. I don't know. I have a so let me tell it, let me let me bend it another way. Our school created a playlist. It's really easy to do. Yeah, I just made a Google Doc and everybody put their like favorite song and then I made a Spotify list. And so for um, days that we gather together, I can just queue up the favorite songs of all my staff and that's how we like eat breakfast together. I love it. All right. One tip you would tell your first year principal self. Oh, get out in the building, listen, connect with everybody. Don't change anything crazy. And I would say, don't cut down a tree because I did that and it caused all sorts of problems. I didn't know. I didn't know the tree had like really important significance and it was blocking the cafeteria windows a little bit. And I thought, oh, like, you know, security and safety and everything. So I had our grounds people cut down the tree and oh, I will never cut down a tree again. Oh my God. And I don't do the research on the tree. (laughs) Yeah. You took a, you took a risk, Maureen. You took a risk. That that one failed miserably. All right. Well, you mentioned Twitter earlier. So if listeners want to find you, where can they do that? Mo Boland 68. Um, is my Twitter. Um, so you Fantastic. should be able to find me. I'll tweet out about this experience, but you should be able to find Love me. It. All um, right. Maureen, this has been incredible. I feel like we're kindred spirits somehow. Too bad you're across the country. I'm ready yes. to go out to dinner with you now and talk. I more. know. I know. Well, thank you so much for this time. I truly appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. How great was Maureen? Incredible. Maureen, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your leadership with us. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Make sure to visit the website at principlesofsuccess.com where you can check out this episode, show notes, and other episodes. You can also find ways to support the podcast. Until next time, this is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast.